of that room? Yeah, I'm in here. Okay, Jimmy, would you like to come downstairs for today's specials? Yes, specials are my favorite. Okay, Jimmy, I'll see you down there. It works, Chris. <laughs> of course, yeah. A lot of people, a lot of they people love it. Feel, feel better after hearing that. I've, yeah. I've heard people say they listen just for the Jimmy, and then they skip. They demand it. Listen for the Jimmy, stay for the the education. Hey, everybody. Yeah! Oh, yeah! Oh, oh yeah! Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Welcome a lot of yeses. to the Paid Search Podcast. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Paid Search Podcast. My name is Jason Rothman. As always, I'm joined by the great, Chris Schaefer. Chris, different kind of shirt today, but it still has a pocket. T-shirt with a pocket. I have not seen that in years, so thanks for showing that to me. Yeah, this one doesn't hold a pin very well. I tried it, and uh, see, it kind of flops around. It's not it's not optimal for Very shallow, shallow, shallow pocket. Yeah, just kind of for show, you know, to cover your uh, left nipple. Make sure there's no uh, poke through there, which it does an excellent job of. Um I could see you being like a review guy online. Like, I really like the texture of <laughs> the this texture, t-shirt, it's so soft. but the front pocket, it was a little shallow. <laughs> that would be the job. Hey, but other than that, other than that shallow pocket, um, saw you last night for the mm-hmm. once a month Super Patreon yes. meetup. That was great. You had the lights down low. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. Never seen you. Romantic. In that light before. Mm-hmm. And uh, how's it going today? The lights are back on. Yeah, it's daytime. The hair's looking good. It always Always. Well, not always. Body's looking good. Always. Personality's good. You're just, you're the total package. I was just going to wait. I was, how, so how far is he going to go? Fortunate. <laughs> so fortunate to do a podcast with you and all these years, and we're, we're still cranking them out. Yeah. And, uh, still friends. You still like me. Mm-hmm. I still like you. Yeah. Yeah. We're coming to the year end. Uh, you got me a Christmas gift. Thank you for that. Uh-huh. You're welcome. And uh, mine's in the mail. Oh, well, good. I hope it's a picture of you. Last last year, I got a, a Christmas card. Hopefully, I get another Christmas card, but with a baby in it this time. Yes, that's for sure. It's exciting. Little nine month old. Yeah. So, Chris, we have a Q and A today, and then uh, we have a wonderful Patreon show planned after that, where we'll talk a little Google Ads editor, as we saw last night talking to uh, the other super patrons. A lot's going on uh, with uh, Google Ads, and editors coming in handy. Uh, these days and we had a kind of uh wow something clicked moment so that was interesting a lot of great questions today and um i don't know i just uh just happy to be here um i think this comes out christmas week so merry christmas end of the year here yeah yeah merry christmas everybody all right chris well um let's get into the show i'm looking forward to the doing these questions with you and uh let's jump in yeah well uh you guys know that we are professionals, you know that we're experts, and you value our opinion, and that's why we have thousands and thousands, I don't know, millions of listeners around the world. And so we try and bring you the best suggestions that we can, and that's why one of our first suggestions we put at the top of the show, every show, is Optio. 
Optio is an online Google Ads software designed to help you manage your Google Ads account. Whether you have one, 15, or 1,500, this is the tool designed to get more done in Google Ads. You can be smart and powerful and successful with this tool because it's designed to answer the question essentially of why you're listening. Why are you listening to the show? It's because you want to know more ideas. You need more ways to succeed. And this tool is designed to get those answers for you. Uh, it's designed to suggest things to you, not to take over your accounts. You're smart. You're listening to the show. We're smart. We make our own decisions. This tool brings those issues forward in a very friendly to understand way. Colors, graphs, charts, little pop-ups to say, hey, did you notice that this ad's performing poorly compared to others? Why don't you try changing the headline? Great little things like that. Not things that say, hey, let's turn everything on automated and, and just cross our fingers. No, it's a smart system. It's smart and it knows what to do. So I highly encourage you guys to check it out. If you go to optio.com, you'll see a little button that says start your free 30-day trial. Guess what? You can ignore that button because you have the secret. You can go to optio.com slash PSP2. Use the little chat box down in the bottom right corner. Tell them you're a paid search podcast listener and you get an eight-week free trial. Much longer than 30 days. So check it out. We highly recommend the software. We thank them for their sponsorship. And with that, Jason, we're going to take a trip to Canada. Beautiful place. Very cold this time of year. And he, Rod from Toronto, Canada says, Hi, Jason and Chris. Love the show and I have listened to pretty much every episode and I have to say, out of all the courses I have taken, books and have read and videos and I've watched, I have not learned as much as listening to your podcast. My question is this. If I had one hour a week to go into my Google Ads account and follow a checklist as to what needs to be done, including keywords, adding them, pausing them, bit adjustments, ad copy review, what would the checklist look like? I know you've talked about this in length about uh, every aspect of Google Ads, but I would love to know your thoughts on this for folks like me who have limited time to spend on Google Ads, but still want to make sure they keep it in top shape and profitable. Keep up the good work with love from Canada. P.S. Don't buy our country and turn it into a giant jailhouse. Uh, sorry, I think that's already in the works, Rod. But uh, Jason... Is he um, going to make an Oklahoma joke again? Yeah. We call Oklahoma. <laughs> Texas is Jail, prison. Prison. That's <laughs> my favorite joke. Prison I've, colony down All here. these years, it's my favorite joke I've ever made. Um, that's, you yeah. know, I had a joke the other day, or not a joke, I had a thought, and I'll just put it out there. Uh, that I think Oklahoma people are going to start talking about Texas. But everyone's like, Texas is so cool. Texas is so great. And you know what we're going to start doing? Instead of being defensive mm -hmm. about it and then promoting Oklahoma, we're just going to go, yeah, Texas is great. I, I agree. I wish I could be there too. Have fun. I, I would, I'll come visit you. I wish I could be there. Because we have a really good thing going here, Chris. Uh, and Yep. I see. A lot of good things going here, and I just want you guys to stay down there. Yeah. So uh, we <laughs> it's used a good to be plan. defensive. Now we're just gonna. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm just gonna be complimentary. Everybody's moving here, and it, it may not stay that way. If Texas everyone... is becoming a very, very popular. Yes, it is the number one like booming place, and yeah, um, maybe that's not a good thing. I like. Well, 
things happen. Home prices, all that kind of stuff, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, that's true. I've had people I know from Indiana say they moved to Oklahoma for home prices. <laughs> I was like, wait, you're talking <laughs> Indiana. Indiana? I didn't know it was expensive compared to here, but yeah, we got a g- good thing going here. <laughs> so, but hey, you know, Texas is better. So enjoy Texas. And yeah, thank you. Hope you yeah. hope you stay down there. Mm-hmm. But now we're talking about Toronto, Canada. Chris, I think you'll like this answer. I crave simplicity these days. If if they sold simplicity in a potato bag chip, mm. I would just buy it every week and eat it. I love <laughs> simplicity. Every answer, every thought, I'm so stressed. I'm so time starved. I just want simplicity in life. So if you have one hour a week, I broke it down like this to keep things simple. Three weeks a month, do additions. One week a month, spend your hour reviewing the data and making changes. The reason I I broke it down that way is because if you're in an account once a uh, once a week and you only have one hour, I feel like a lot of the things we talked about, bid adjustments, ad copy review, adding and pausing keywords that he talked about in his question, those kind of things, if you do those, if you only have a week, you may think like, oh, I only have a week. I got to do the most important things. I'm going to do these most important things every week. And I think you'll be over-optimizing an account. Man. And so- That is good. Yeah. That is yeah. so- that, I'll take a little praise. Yeah. I'll take a little premature that praise. Is so, that's you. such a good answer. Because, do but, you love this answer? I do. I, I wrote you this were exactly, I was like- You were exactly my, I was right. Like, my uncle Chris is going to love this. <laughs> it's ex- get a pat on the head from my uncle. It's exactly right. Because I think- you know, what Rod is really worried about is getting everything done. And what I see so often is, and I think it's so chronic, and I've always had a hard time addressing it, is over-management. And this solves that issue. Don't judge your keywords and judge the performance and make changes all in one sweep. You know, find new things, tweak little things here and there, but then once a month, Every, every, you know, fourth week, third week, whatever it is, you're going to come in and make actual decisions based on trends and ideas. So that's great. Please continue. Yeah. So, and by the way, if if you have a good account, it should not require over-optimization because it's a good account. And so I think that's something to keep in mind. But yeah, so uh, one hour a week, three weeks a month, what I would be doing is reviewing search terms very quickly and more quicker these days because you have less uh, for keyword ideas, negative keyword ideas, and potential problem keywords. So just a uh, search term review. Uh, Research and add ad copy ideas. Really take some time. Think about your customers. Think about the phone calls you've had with them over, over the last week. What are their problems that you solve? See what other people are doing. Get some ad copy ideas going and implement them. Put in new ads. Uh, research and add keyword ideas. Same process. Do Google searches. See how people are searching for these things. Find some from your search terms report. What are the ways customers are referring to? to things, go to uh, other people's websites, go to your website, see all the services you and they offer that you also offer. How do people refer to different services, research and add keyword ideas, and then run experiments, set up experiments and and get them in the works, add copy experiments, bidding, whatever you want to do, but get some experiments going. And then one week a month, spend your hour judging that work, judge your keywords last 30 days, judge your ads last 30 days, judge your experiments. And then adjust bids, pause keywords and ads, depending on that data for the last 30 days, and then decide on your experiments uh, as well. And I think if you keep the 
decision-making down to one week a month, you'll avoid the problem of over-optimizing. And if you focus on adding and being creative and trying to grow the account three weeks a month, you'll make yourself do what is the hardest work in a Google Ads account, uh, growing it when it's already good, coming up with that great ad copy that you haven't come up with. That's hard work. Mm. And Mm -hmm. by prioritizing that three weeks a month, you'll you'll actually get that stuff done. You like that process for busy business owners, Chris? I like that. I I think that that is that covers one of the things that I like so much about advice that I give on Google ads is something that makes it less stressful, simplicity, something that should help you get a sigh of relief. If this doesn't give you a sigh of relief, then, you know, maybe you misunderstood Jason because he basically just laid out a very simple process. It, it should take, you know, if you don't want to spend a, actually, I would say don't spend a full hour doing this once a week, do this three times a week at 10 to 15 minute increments, you know, like 10 minutes on Monday, look at a few keywords, look at a few search terms, negative keywords, you know, and then 10 minutes, you know, on Wednesday and 10 minutes on Friday, don't spend a whole hour. Cause I think when people spend a whole hour is when they start easing themselves into that, judging the keywords, over analyzing, turning stuff off. This keyword had a bad week. I'm going to kill it off. It's like, come on. But, uh, it is a bad, bad move. We talked about this, I think, uh, with the quality score talk last week. Messing up a good account is one of the easiest things to do in Google Ads. Oh, and so I agree yeah. with you. If if you have a strict time limit, you can overdo it. So, And that that's the beauty of experiments. If you have all that energy, you want to do, do, do. But put it in experiments where yeah. you can at least yep. protect the, the integrity of the existing account. So, Chris, we will go north from Toronto, Canada, to Asheville, North Carolina. And yeah, we, we flew over the Arctic. We went over the whole world. Oh, that's, that's what I meant by north. North as in north means south. Gotcha. Yeah. Hans from Asheville, North Carolina, in the amazing and wonderful United States of America. And I appreciate that, Hans. Thank you, Hans. I didn't need to be told that. You know I know it. I know you know it, but it's great to say it every time we can. So thank you, Hans, from the amazing and wonderful United States of America. Chris and Jason, you mentioned something recently in your podcast around keywords. I review yesterday's search terms every morning. I'm either adding them as keywords matching to the correct campaign or adding them as negative keywords. When I add them as keywords, Google suggests adding most as broad. And I think that's kind of the default setting where you click add a keyword, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. shows up as broad. Yep. So this question is, if you have a keyword like moving companies in my area, do you add it as a pure broad or do you add it uh, with modifiers or as phrase or even exact? So he's changing all the broad ones. He gets to show up there automatically as modified broad, and he adds plus signs to every word in the keyword. He says, do you agree or disagree? Keep up the great work, and thank you again. Much appreci- appreciated. So, Chris, we're talking uh, adding keywords from the search terms report. First, I want to know, when you do that, number one, do you do that? And if you do, what's your default match type? And then we can get into a discussion of pure broad keywords. So what do you usually do when you're on that search terms report? Do you add keywords from there or do you kind of write them somewhere else and add them later? Um, it really depends on where the originating search comes from. And I'll give you, I'll, I think it deserves two scenarios. Scenario one is you have an account with a lot of broad match, um, modified broad match, I should say. And inside of that, uh, you're getting a lot of 
two-word, maybe three-word searches. The search terms are two or three words. With something like that, um, I'm probably going to uh, do exact match, you know, or put a plus in front of every one. Uh, but more likely, I'm going to do phrase or exact. It's probably what I'm going to do. If it's two words, if it's three words in that in that keyword, I'm going to do. Uh, and that's what that's what you mean by what type of account you're running. If it's a tight account, you're focused on search terms. If you see search terms you like, you're more inclined to add them in a lockdown way, so it continues to be a lockdown, high quality search term account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. scenario two is um, same kind of account, but. Uh, the searches are three, four, five words. Okay. What I'm going to do on that is I'm going to be much looser. If the search word, if the search term is three, four, five words or more long, I'm going to add a plus to maybe just one spot. That's all I'm going to do. Uh, because if wow. you go back to a couple episodes back, I mean, I still stick to that same idea. I'm rethinking my match types based on the context and the idea of the keyword itself. So if it is uh, moving companies in my area, Oklahoma City, you know, I'm not going to put pluses in front of every one of those. I'm going to put a plus in front of maybe moving. That's it. That's all I'll do because the rest of the keyword has the full context and I don't need that as an exact. I'm not going to okay. try and, you know. You're, you're, I'm sweating. You're making people nervous. You're making me nervous. <laughs> the super patrons are up on this to where we're yep. at in terms of yep. what we've been talking about with them with pure broad keywords. Let me throw this out to the rest of the audience. Something in the fourth quarter of this year for Chris and I has changed significantly. Yeah. And I, uh, speaking for myself, the biggest change for me in the last quarter has been the way I'm seeing broad keywords come in and then the performance from them. And then uh, that's changed the way I look at broad keywords. Chris is there too. And we're not ready to kind of like dig into it yet, but, and, and kind of make recommendations or, or at least give, talk about what we do, but something's changing with pure broad keywords. And the, the sum of it is that we're living what feels like in a post-match type mm, post society. Post. I couldn't go with world because post, you've already taken post that Post close variant, right? That's the. No, but no, but it feels further than that because at this point, oh. if Broad's going to step up to the plate oh, and I have see. high quality scores okay. and produce good, and I put in an exact match three word keyword, and you're going to show me up on an acronym, uh -huh. I mean, what do you want me to do? Right. What do match types mean anymore? So, it's a weird thing going on. We're trying to we're trying to kind of uh, figure out uh, the way. We're, I don't know. We're all just going along as things change, but. Uh, the idea, you're right, Chris, of adding a plus sign to all five words in a keyword like moving companies in my area. No, no. What's the point no. anymore? And I agree with you. If you have a looser account and you're trying stuff, moving companies in my area, plus sign on moving, maybe a plus sign on companies in another version. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of yep. stuff we're doing these days. Yep. Um, so that's how you would add it. So so you're trying to make the most, most of your time there in the search terms report. You're like... If I have this great keyword and I'm open to things being looser because things are changing with Google, I'm not going to waste my time with a phrase match when I probably already have that phrase match something close in there. So I see what you're saying. That's very interesting. Yeah, it really, all of it comes down to each scenario. The difference was the length of the search term. Scenario one was a short little search term. Scenario two was a longer tail search term. And I treat those differently. Well, 
Let's think about uh, the search terms report in general. Um, adding keywords from that search terms report where you highlight the keyword and then you hit add to mm-hmm. whatever campaign, mm-hmm. that's a different part of work compared to coming up with new keywords oh, and then yeah. adding them to ad groups across different campaigns. I like the way you uh, you work there. If you're only in the search terms report and you're you're trying to make the most of your time in there and get the most bang for your buck by adding that keyword or that search term as a keyword, I like the way you think about it. You, you're going like, okay, if I'm keeping things tight, if that's the kind of campaign this is, I'm going to continue to keep it tight and make the most of my time. Boom, it's added. I've added it. And then later on, if I want to open things up or add more keywords, I can. But if you're already in a loose campaign and this came in from a broad keyword and that's a strategy, then you go, no, I'm not going to sit here and add phrase match, exact match, all the modifiers and some modifiers and take all that time. I don't have time for that. Uh -uh. I'm in and out of the search terms report. Let me make the most of my time. I already have it. It came in from a phrase. It came in from a pure broad. I want to see what this one comes in with one modifier. You add one modifier, boom, it's added. And even though that's not like as good as adding all the match types and making an ad group that matches those keywords, it's not as good as that. No, but we don't live in a theoretical world. We live in the real world and we're in a search terms report and we're in the search term mindset. So let's just make the most bang for our buck. And I, I love on an open account, adding that one modifier to a long, long word phrase and just seeing what happens. Darian from Toronto, Canada again. All right. All right, we're going up and down. This is the direct flight from Toronto to Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah, this one, this one we don't have to cross the Atlantic or, or whatever the heck ocean is around there. Um, okay, and this one's straightforward. Just ask a straightforward question. Darian just gets straight to the point. He doesn't even say, hey, I love your show. He says, hey, boys, listen. He, he start, First, he smacks you. He's like, hey, listen, look at me. What attribution model do you prefer to use for conversion tracking? Do you use different models for different business categories? Then he says, comment to the side. I've been reading more and more posts about this online and wondered what you guys think. I'm gonna add I'm gonna add a I'm gonna add a quick thing at the end that says, and Jason, you do great work. You're really the only reason I listen. There we go. Now you're hooked. Now you like Darian, right? Wow, that's a great Darian. Thank you very much. Um, (laughs) Chris, you know, he said he reads more and more posts about this online. I think that's something you and I don't do a lot no, of. No, we do. don't. We don't do a lot of. We don't read a lot of posts because you know what? That's a, a game in itself. And I talk about this on sometimes like artificial intelligence and the content and all that. They're taking your money, taking your time. Mm-hmm. Chris, if you go down that road, it'll never end. Mm-hmm. They will continue making content. Yeah. They will continue making posts about anything. And if we're down to attribution models, <laughs> uh, I mean. It's a dry road. <sighs> we're deep in deep in this forest here. So yeah. um, what do I prefer? Okay, so the only business model that I work for is lead generation. Companies need the phone to ring. They need the lead forms to be filled out. And they don't need this because it just happens automatically because it's so awesome. The chat boxes to be filled out. People love their chat boxes. <laughs> oh, man. If I could just talk to my wife through a chat box, talk to my son through a chat box, yeah, what a world it would be. So be great. My clients need leads. For me, most 97, 99% of the conversions we get are coming from the last click. Mm-hmm. So that is what I prefer. I prefer last click. Okay. And by the way, I'll throw this out there. 
When my clients see fractional conversions on their monthly reports and we got like 10.3 conversions, <laughs> that causes a world of pain for my clients and their, and their like clients. And How do you get a 0.3 Nobody likes – how do you do it? And then I explain to them and – They're like, I don't care. They still – they don't it's it's not a thing you get instantly and even myself with attribution models chris i did not understand them probably the first 17 times i looked into them and then finally something clicked and i got it but it causes a lot of a lot of drama yeah and it's just not needed for for the business models i work for last click is where i'm at i okay so here's my strategy um listen darian you want to go out and read blogs you go for it. Um, you know, I've read zero blogs and I've just formed my own opinion. Um, there's probably a whole lot more depth and maybe there's smarter people out there, but, uh, you know, they write blogs and nobody reads those. So here's the thing. I use last click when I have a small budget couple of campaigns. Maybe I have a remarketing and a search campaign. Okay. I want last click done lead generation, uh, maybe it's e-commerce. It, maybe I just have a shopping and uh, a remarketing, or maybe just a shopping, or maybe just a search. If it's small and simple, last click is all I want. But when complexity enters the ring and I have a high funnel, a mid funnel, a low funnel, a search campaign, a shopping campaign, a remarketing campaign, a YouTube remarketing, a YouTube uh, uh, non-remarketing, a display campaign. I mean, I'm out there trying to sample the market from every angle. What I tend to do is then reconsider the last click because I want to give credit where credit's due. So when it comes to attribution models, I approach it on a one or two option. Option one is simplicity means last click. Complexity means possibly uh, position-based or linear or time decay. That's usually the way that I go. Um, so that's, that's how I like to, to play it. Um, I don't usually go with data driven because data driven's like immediately all the ability for me to see what's happening is sucked out. You know, I understand how time decay works. I understand how linear works. I understand how position based works, but, but if there's something mysterious about data driven and if I can't see it and I can't understand it it's going to lead to more confusion. I don't like it. So that's that's my idea. That's my suggestion. Simplicity means last click. Non-simplicity means possibly something else. We've got one more from Robert, and I'll read that and you can answer that. But before that, why don't you tell us about Optio one more time, and then we'll close out the show. Optio.com slash PSP2. If you haven't tried it, listen you are part of the minority because I know after speaking to many of our listeners, having a relationship with many of our uh, patrons, this is a tool that people use. And there's a reason we talk about it uh, beyond the fact that we love it. We talk about it because we like it and we believe in it. But our, our sponsor, Optio, has been with us so long. It's because people continue to sign up for it and they see it happening. We see it happening. So I say all of that for one reason. It works. You would not be hearing about it so much for so long from us if it didn't work. It works. People like it, and they get a lot of value, especially in the first eight weeks when you try it for free. So it's opteo.com slash PSP2 for an eight-week free trial. 
Thanks, Chris. Now, Robert has a question from Detroit, Michigan, and Robert was writing in um, to talk about my green, yellow, red mm. keyword strategy. Yeah, you may read it. Um, and well, no, I just want to summarize okay. it, and then I'm going to kind of ask it in a way that we can both talk about because it, it was a <laughs> it's a question for me, um, but uh, I w- it, it leads to a a bigger point. So basically, Robert said, "Okay, listen to the episode." The way I thought about it after listening to you guys talk about green, yellow, red was that yellow is kind of like a farm system. And then once those keywords produce well, you can keywords you're trying as yellow keywords with maybe medium bids. You can bump them up into the green ad groups or just call them green keywords Mm -hmm. and then bid more for them. So he said, is that the kind of perspective? Is that perspective correct? And my answer to that would be yes. Um, However, that it's very clear, like uh, you have a farm system. Some keywords do good. You bump them up to a green and bid more for them because they're doing good. I agree with the the way he's looking at that. But my question for you, Chris, is I'm questioning this strategy now of having uh, some ad groups called like um, office movers and then one ad group called office movers dash yellow. And in the yellow ad group have some looser keywords, some maybe broad, maybe loosely modified broad. Maybe they're not as much on topic, like for example, instead of office movers in my area, maybe it would be something like relocating offices or relocating office buildings with a low bid just to see if we can get some conversions from it. But especially on the broad and the broad, uh, pure broad and the modified broad stuff now, I'm questioning the strategy. I'm questioning what I've done Mm. because of all this talk about broad keywords performing better and all this talk about variance I just am when I'm managing my accounts, I'm seeing a lot of like, oh, this yellow keyword is performing better than the green keyword and I have lower bids on it. And so I guess I'm coming to you for advice. Should I cut the strategy out? And could you just give me a little refresher on what you do with keywords that you want to try that maybe I would call the yellow keywords? What do you do with a keyword you're not that confident in, but you want to try? Because I know you don't do the yellow strategy like this. So what are you doing? Cause I need something new. Cause the yellow thing isn't getting it done in this post match type <laughs> yeah, variant, right. post world society, post world. I'm a smart guy. <laughs> Google ads world. We live in Chris. Yeah. Got it. Um, yeah, you're right. I don't do the red, yellow, green in that way, but I do it in a, in a way that is just a bit more, bit more simple because I don't like to have them in separate ad groups. So the way that I approach it is um, I do consider yellow, um, Robert, just like you had said, to be something that can either grow and flourish and become something very great and useful to me. And I, But you also have to consider that it can shrivel up and die and just be trash on the ground because it may get absolute junk. Or be toxic and, and ruin your and toxic, performance yeah. and eat up a lot of budget. So the only thing that you have in Google Ads is not the budget. It's not negative keywords. It's bids. And the way that oh. I approach it is I, I have to dole out the appropriate bid for uh, the risk that's associated with each keyword. So I don't refer to it as red, yellow, green. I refer to it as risk management uh, for my keywords. Uh, if something is high risk, I give it a low bid. If something is very low risk and and proves its value and worth, then I give it high bids. And that's that's the way I. And think how does it, it prove its value and worth? Prove its value based on conversions, correct? Search terms, 
time on site or uh, site interaction. And then of course the gold standard would be conversions. Those are the three ways that it can prove itself to me. It's very simple. It it, it tells you what to do. Basically the, the system, if it's getting a lot of conversions, it's working, raise the bids to a level you're comfortable with, with your cost per conversion. If it's not working as well, this is a big mistake. A lot of people make with Google ads, Chris, if it's not working as well, that doesn't mean it's not yeah, working. Yep, it yep, just yep. works at a lower rate. It works less often. So like you're saying, control it with a lower bid to account for the lower times it works. And and, and that's lower important because if you judge it, Robert, if you judge it based on one factor, let's say you have conversions and you're basing it on one thing, which is conversions. That is a very binary switch. It's either good or or bad, good or bad. I say that's the wrong way to approach it. I say it's much more of a fluid approach because there is time interaction on the site. Maybe you have a super good time on site, super low bounce rate, and you have a very good click-through rate and the search terms look amazing, but it's not converting. That doesn't mean shut it off. That doesn't mean it's crap. There's something going on. Maybe you change the landing page. Maybe the the product pricing, you know, you can adjust. Maybe you have options to change the, the price of the product or service in a way for those or serve a different, uh, you know, landing page with a, a little bit tweak, uh, a tweak of the service or product. You know, that, I don't think it's a binary switch of good, bad. I think it's it can always be somewhere in between. Uh, and you make that decision based on bids. Well, this is a very interesting point because speaking of uh, attribution models from an earlier question, you might have a pure broad keyword, might be super high volume, might be super low cost per click. It may hardly ever convert. But what if that pure broad keyword at a super, super low cost allows you to add people to your remarketing list because they come to your site and they do stay on the site. You can see that with your analytics data and it passes that soft conversion, but you don't actually get leads from that pure broad keyword, but they show interest. They're on your site for a long time. Then they're on your remarketing list. And when they're on your remarketing list, they actually do convert sometimes. Maybe that works for your business model. Well, with the attribution models, uh, with the different ones you can use, you can associate that first pure broad click with that lead that came in from the remarketing, but it wouldn't really be on the remarketing if it didn't come in as a pure broad click. So it's a unique situation I'm talking about, Chris, but as we talk about attribution models, and I was really kind of went down that road because you you used, uh, you start talking about like, hey, don't base it all on conversion. Sometimes things take second level thinking. Mm-hmm. Kind of made me think like, yeah, if you can get cheap traffic, and you look at the analytics data and it's working to some extent, maybe there's something you can do with yep. it other yep. than just go bad and shut it off. So like the way you think, Chris, but yeah, red, yellow, green, that here's where I got in trouble, Chris. I made more ad groups. Oh, that's, that always yep. gets you in trouble. That, that, I, absolutely. I didn't make, I didn't keep things simple. Yep. Complexity. So I'm going to keep things simple and uh, close this show. We, we appreciate everyone listening. Send us your questions, paid search podcast.com and on the contact page. And then please, uh, if you don't mind, Try out Patreon. Join us on Patreon. We do a great after show. After every single episode, it's very uh, cheap, and it's a uh, it's a great gift to give to a friend. Yeah, in this holiday <laughs> That's, what a great idea. Yeah, um, I just to give a tease. Um, I have a couple things. I know you wanted to talk about something, but a couple. I don't ever come up with ideas for Patreon. I am I am floored right yeah. now. I no no no. We're gonna we're gonna. I'm gonna tease hard. I'm gonna tease people and myself real hard right now. <laughs> 
okay? and myself. I'm so curious. <laughs> slipped myself. What you actually... I am so curious what you are actually bringing to the Patreon after show that you felt the need yeah, to, write, to talk about to write and it bring down. up. Chris, you're very close off. A lot of times you don't open up in our sessions <laughs> on the after show. As we talked about last week, I should be on a couch right. during that after show. Right. I'm so curious that we're not going to tell anyone. Oh. I want to know in the moment. So we're going to move over to Patreon <laughs> okay. right now. And I'm going to find out well, I'll, what Chris wants to talk about. I'll tell you guys, if you liked any of the topics, particularly some of the stuff that we teased about with management and time management. And uh, if you if you have clients, that's the kind of things we talk about on the Patreon. So join us there. It's uh, two bucks a month or four bucks a month and you get to look in Jason's eyes which tell you what it's worth a whole lot more than four bucks a month thank you guys for listening we'll catch you next week